Well, I'm so excited today to be able to have a special holiday broadcast with you because the spirit, I guess it's the spirit of hope that's in the atmosphere today, and I believe it's going to be conveyed to you while you're listening. Even though we're going to deal with some gnarly subjects, you know, the, the interesting thing that happened in Dublin with, with the riots that were covered extensively for three days as a right-wing extremist situation and what the media intentionally covered in the EU was it was an Algerian foreigner who was in the country for 20 years and unemployed who took a knife out and slashed and went to kill three children and two adults with a knife. Well, this resulted in a riot of 32 people arrested and 500 people on the street. Why am I telling you this now? Well, because I believe that this is a precursor. This is the canary in the coal mine. I don't think the populations are going to buy the narrative that you're going to have to shut up and don't be extremists and just endure what is unacceptable. I really think something's shifting, and it's happening in a, in, a, in a cycle of the election year, and I don't think the American elites get it. That's why every other country in the world is buying gold at record numbers right now. And what's the American banking system doing? Working on a digital currency. Well, working on a digital currency with a financial collapse isn't going to help you. You need to have assets. Other countries recognize America's got like a mental illness. It's, thank God, it's, it's, it's a recoverable situation, but it's going to be a long battle of election year to get there. I want you to go to lancewoman.com forward slash birch and put yourself on solid ground. Solid ground with silver, solid ground with gold, solid ground so that whatever happens in the fiscal shaking of the global economy, you're in the right place at the right time. LanceWellman.com forward slash Birch. You get a 20-page in-depth report. You can take your retirement account from cash, put it into something which will actually uh, increase in value regardless of what happens to the dollar. I'm bringing that up now because we're about to go into a really powerful program, and you're going to see Tucker, you're going to see Bannon, you're going to see some interesting commentary in this segment. Let's go into it. Welcome, welcome to the Lance Wall Now Show. As you can see, we have festive capacity today. We're, we've got the Christmas tree right here on my disco floor. And uh, Mercedes Sparks is right over there. Hello, Lance. Uh, surrounded by evergreen and, what is that, mistletoe and holly or whatever? Whatever Chelsea has said on here. It looks really beautiful. And uh, I'm going to say, though, you've got a real kind of Christmas Jewish vibe happening, too, with the blue and the white. Is, is blue and white a Jewish color? Yes, all the wrapping paper at my local big box stores are. Well, blue. who knew? I didn't know. Did you know that? Professor Einstein? He didn't know either. So uh, let's proceed to the program today. Uh, I, I'm in an optimistic mood. Oh, yes, there's always something to be upset about. It's an incendiary thing. Incendiary. Uh, by the way, I did no makeup today. Did you notice? I did, Lance. You could hardly notice. <laughs> Nobody notices. You see, the secret with man makeup, my wife told me as a makeup artist, she said, is that no, you can wear it, but no one can know you've got makeup on. If Watch that isn't the height the of political correctness. Everybody in the comments will be like, Lance, are you okay? Lance, you need to take a nap. This is the problem. Like I do, I, I'll do up close. I'll do up close with like, you know, because you're talking to the camera, like you're talking to the phone when you're doing selfies and blah, 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 blah. And then people look at me and they see the eyes and they go, you don't look well. That's how come I end up wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm not wearing any today and I don't feel like I need to. I'm just going to come to you as it is. Now, here's what I want to tell you. 
I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good because general election, Trump versus Biden versus Kennedy versus West versus Stein, all of those uh, numbers there. Now, I know that somebody's going to tell me, as, as it happened this week, you'll hear it, uh, the Koch brothers, who are, who are uh, notorious for, aren't they part of the open borders problem we have? I mean, this is a crazy thing. I used to think the Koch brothers were great, and the more I drilled down on this stuff, the more I should have known. There was, when they weren't, you know, if people don't like Trump, here's my, my thing. They're not America first. They're wallet first, or investment first, or me first. Trump comes out of the billionaire class, working class billionaire, and say, no, I'm putting America first. Lock me up. Try to destroy my companies. Plunder my bank account. I'm not backing down. That's a hero, folks. I have no patience for the preacher creatures that are all like, don't be involved with politics. I want to hear how they're dealing with all the issues we're talking about. You know what they're good at? They're good at critiquing how the attitude of Christians involved with politics is less than optimal. All right. Smarty Pants, you weighed in to these issues. I want you to talk to me about what just happened in Dublin. You're over there, you're a preacher in Dublin. Now, what are you going to do? They have an immigration crisis. Uh, the, uh, the equivalent of, uh, what is it? How many million uh, have, have actually gone into million foreigners? And we're not, we're talking about unassimilatable foreigners. We're talking about Algerians and Middle Eastern Africa. That is, uh, and, and Morocco and Muslim immigration into Ireland. Yeah, sure, there's a blend that you can just see naturally and organically flowing together. So in the news, you find out that there's an explosion that happens. I'll get back to Trump's wonderful data here on his election prospects because I'm already off on Conor McGregor and, the, and we're going back to the control. I see this as a spiritual thing. That's why I can find my spiritual Christian worldview in the political battle. There's a spirit that wants to stir up the destruction of the West by policies of elites at the top of those pyramids that make those decisions and they create a world where the borders are open, serves their purpose, cheap labor in the United States, but ultimately it's the, it's the destabilizing of Western civilization itself is the devil's end game. And so here you've got in Ireland, the immigration has been totally irresponsible in terms of opening the borders and assimilating people that really, really don't belong there. And it's, been, it's a powder keg. It's a powder keg because one man, and this is the amazing thing, I went out on a limb. Uh, Mercedes, uh, most people don't read this. I got like a getter account. Only has, I don't know, 20,000 followers or something small. But I, I, I go there because it's the riskiest place I could go. I can say whatever I want there. It's real, it's real red zone there. Hmm. So I just say whatever I really want to say there, and I kind of temper it a little bit more as I go towards other media. I just say nothing on YouTube, basically, most of the time. So, um, but the over there I said, let's see what the identity of the assailant is, because he was hidden. You can't find it. For I went through two pages of Google searches on the identity after the incident of stabbing, like, what was it? Three kids. It was three, three, uh, three, three it was kids, too. Three small children, yeah. Three children. It's like a Hamas spirit. 
go for the most innocent, the most vulnerable, the most precious, and then slash their throats and kill them and cause pain and destruction. It's a demon, people. It's a demon. Well, I couldn't find out the identity. And then, then of course, what comes out is, this is amazing, Washington Post, so helpful, says, oh, it was uh, actually an Irish citizen. So much for your xenophobic, you know, thinking. The only problem is it was an Irish citizen who had been there from Algeria for 20 years with no public employment history, meaning living off the state for 20 years, never assimilated into the nation or the culture, grabs a knife and goes out and starts slashing kids on the street. I believe that in Ireland, the working class Irish realize the politicians have sold them out. Whatever the elite game is that they're making money off of, somebody isn't looking out for the interests of the average uh, citizen in Ireland. And so there was an immediate powder keg. Well, actually, it wasn't three people. According to what I'm reading here, it's five people. Violence erupted in Ireland's capital, Dublin, on Thursday after the alleged assailant, alleged assailant, who we still don't know their identity. We find out later on it's an Algerian stabbed five people, including two adults and three children, as young as five years old, near a school in the city center. Oh, but one of the victims in the attack reportedly continued to receive medical care, meaning that they're, they're strung up with IVs and stitches and they're monitoring their, their situation. The night of violence resulted in the arrest of 34 rioters. There were 500 some of whom set a bus and a police car ablaze, damaged buildings. The Irish Garda Commissioner, Drew Harris, the equivalent, I guess, their police, labeled the Dublin riots as a disgraceful scene caused by, get this, this is what was covered by the New York Times. This is what was covered by the Chicago Tribune. This is what was covered by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Ready for this one? Hooligan factions driven by the far-right ideology. Hooligan factions driven by far-right ideology. When a police commissioner overlooks the crime done by a, uh, by a, uh, a foreigner and then calls it far-right ideology, well, then you got, you got enough to know what's going on. So the riot breaks out. Now, that tells me it was already a tinderbox, Mercedes. It tells me the issue is already raw. Mm -hmm. It's already raw. It's kind of like a, a Ferguson type thing or a Baltimore thing. It's like the, 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 the kindling is already there, meaning that the people are already obviously upset about the irresponsible immigration of incompatible cultures into the Irish blood system and the fact that they are supporting it financially. They're having to pay for this. So Conor McGregor makes his comments. So Conor McGregor is a... Mixed martial artist, kind of well-known. Uh, I mean, if a guy like me, who isn't even involved with watching the, the, you know, the fighting, knows who he is and has watched him, you know the guy's got 65 million followers or something on Instagram or something. Anyway, he starts making some comments in public uh, about our chief of police had this to say on the riots in the aftermath. Drew... It's not good enough. There's a grave danger from us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. There's been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape, or form with this frightening fact. It's not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for the victory. God bless those 
those who are attacked today, we pray. Are you trying to do an Irish accent while you're reading Well, that? my mother is Irish, you know. My mother is actually from uh, Irish. Okay. Ma Margaret There's... Hines from Brooklyn, New York. She's Irish. My father was on the Jewish side. Mm -hmm. So I could go either way if I have to. Retail or wholesale. It all depends. <laughs> all right. So what I want you to catch is this. Conor McGregor is now in the crosshairs of the police state. You know what Denise D'Souza writes about? Oh, that's right. They're not going to talk about their immigration policy. They're not going to talk about the identity of the guy that's running around stabbing people. They're not going to talk about the frustrated masses. They're going to clamp down on the masses and label them hooligans, right-wing extremists, racist. And then they're going to go after Conor McGregor. The mistake that they're making, I believe, is they could end up with an Elon Musk or a Tucker Carlson situation, which is... When the icon you attack is more popular than you, you better be careful. Remember, Jesus' enemies, even they knew they had to arrest him at night away from the crowd. Don't do it during day when he's preaching. The crowd's on his side then. Well, McGregor is uh, now, I believe he's being, he's in, he's in the, in the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, is uh, accusing him of inciting hate speech. Oh, hate speech. Time to lock him up. Time to shut him down. What do they fear? What do they fear most? They fear he's going to lead a populist political revolt. I guarantee, guarantee his greatest fear. Their greatest fear is Conor McGregor. And this is the hour of the populist backlash. I, I looked for it for years, but I do believe the situation had to get painful for people to wake up. It's a rude awakening before the great awakening, my friend. But Conor McGregor is going to, uh, he's going to come out on top. Yeah, it was an Algerian immigrant who was a nationalized, naturalized citizen in Ireland. Mercedes, we've got 15 seconds. Any <laughs> thoughts before I segue out of this into sunnier posts? Uh, just like to your point, there's 141,000 immigrants in 12 months that have come into Ireland. 141,000 in 12 months. It's like 9 million coming to the United States. We'll be right back. I want to take a moment to talk about the volatile financial time that we're in. And I want you to empower yourself with knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge, the Bible says. Visit lancewanlaw.com forward slash birch and get a free information kit. Consider discussing how to shift your 401k or your retirement account into a tax-sheltered gold and silver account. Why don't you go to lancewellnow.com forward slash Birch right now and take action for a secure future. Welcome back to, you know, we're calling this show on Real America's Voice. They're still calling it Firewall. I like Firewall. Speaking of Firewall, there was a great interview with Tucker and Steve Arino Bennon. And in that interview on Steve's birthday, which I didn't know he had a birthday. And, uh, the, uh, you didn't Tucker, know he had a birthday? Well, I didn't know he had a birthday Recently. last week. Oh, okay, okay. You know, that's what I meant. Yeah. Everyone has a birthday. How old is he? Probably my age, like 67, oh. 68. So let's hope not younger, because that could be insulting. Well, but he's got, he's got a lovely head of locks of hair over there, still flowing in the breeze. All right, now listen, and every now and then he combs it, which is really good. <laughs> so, so... Here, I want you to see this, because I love the exchange between Tucker and Steve Bannon, two titans of conservative thought and influence. 
And they're talking about this immigration issue because, as Bannon points out, in language which is hardly able to get out of your brain once you've heard it, he says a combat division is, what, 10,000 troops. On D-Day, we were praying for 100,000 men that were landing on the coast of Normandy, 10 combat divisions. We have 20 combat divisions arriving through our border every month under Joe Biden. 20 combat divisions of unvetted foreigners coming into the United States under the Biden regime. My God. Think about that. Come. Anyway, the language is interesting. So Tucker points out, how long will America put up with this? How long will, will the Conor McGregor's in America that are called hate speech mongers and white nationalists, and when they're ordinary citizens, when they raise their voice and they're beaten down and labeled and suppressed and smeared and, and categorized and demonized, how long before we push back on that, just like they're doing in Dublin right now? Not that we're encouraging it, but he's making a point. Let's play that segment. I mean, at some point, again, you just worry about unrest because they've kind of kept the lid on this by, you know, threatening to arrest people, I suppose, but mostly by calling them white supremacists or anti-Semites or whatever. You know, at a certain point, people say, well, I'm actually not those things at all, and you're not going to intimidate me anymore, and you're wrecking my country, and you're attacking me for being white, and I, why would I put up with that? And they're going to get radical. Like, why would that not happen? I think that also, I think it's a, it's also a class thing. This is why I think you see many Hispanic men and many uh, African-American men now coming to this, coming to the, the MAGA movement or the America First movement. One of the things that hasn't worked, they have demonized Trump and demonized this movement is that we're trying to take democracy away. You're a fascist. I'm a fascist. We're the leaders of a new fascist uh, program. Trying to take democracy when people away look at themselves by listening to what ahead, the population the, the, wants. I love that. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> when people look at it, when people look at it, they say, hey, I'm not a bad person and I'm not asking for something that's terribly aggressive. I just want my community to be my community. I don't want to be flooded with illegal aliens that are taking jobs, causing crime, adding to homelessness. And quite frankly, we can't pay for them. We can't pay for their education. We can't pay for their health care. We can't pay for their housing. We can't pay for the stipend and the phones. We can't do it. And people look and say, hey, they're calling me a fascist every day. They're calling Tucker Carlson and, 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 and Donald Trump and Steve Bannon and many, many others uh, leaders of a fascist movement. Well, I don't feel like a fascist. I feel like it's common sense. I think that's the power of your speech the other day. You said, hey, just look around. Just trust your gut. Just look around and see. It's, it's, something feels very wrong, feels very different in America. And something feels very different in America. And I, and I thought we were going to see it earlier. But, of course, we're we're like, you know— what shall I say? We're in the lighthouse. We're watching on the horizon. We see the storm. But I do believe that there's uh, the, the America, Mercedes, I think there's a turn. I think what happened with the pro-Hamas campus uh, support is so absurd, so extreme, such a, um, a, a whiplash of incoherence to the average American that, I mean, you got 30 Americans still, or 25 of them still hostage, and you've got these people cheering for the ones that are kidnapping mm -hmm. Americans. The, the rational American who isn't in the poison vapors of the university system, 
is now looking at the institutions, not with the kind of confused, well, maybe they're right, of the George Floyd riot era. I think we've kind of come through COVID and street riots with statues coming down, and we realize now, oh, it wasn't really about Trump. It was about a countercultural revolution of some weird thinking that's now manifesting in an anti-Semitic pro-Hamas spirit on the streets, on the subways and the train stations, in the lobbies of the New York Times and the Democratic National Headquarters. Oh, I think there's a... I may be mistaken because I wanted it earlier, but I think I see now how in the sovereign providence of God... The enemy can be allowed to go so far that he starts to hang himself with his own noose, his own rope. And what I see now is America turning against the institutions and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Now add to that skyrocketing inflation, the collapse of the dollar, economic woe. Oh, you're going to see the street. You got what Nan Coulter says, 40 million illegals in the United States right now. But what's the American response going to be? when they realize that they're the victims of the mismanagement of a group of people that have done this to them. Mm -hmm. Mercedes Sparks, your thoughts? I, th I would agree with you. I think, by and large, people are beginning to agree on what the problem is, right? So the idea of, like, woke ideology, um, just militant progressivism, all of that. The problem I think we're going to face, especially next year as this election shakes out, is what is the solution when it comes to who the, the candidate's gonna be. Because I think RFK is gonna end up, I like him, but he's gonna end up doing a lot of damage to the Trump ticket. And so that's the only the only problem I see happening. I think a lot of those moderates you're talking about might actually be drawn to him. So anyways, those are my thoughts, randomly. That might be the case. Although I have heard Charlie Kirk in his crisp, coherent uh, style talk about that the Trump base, well, I'm talking, I'm sorry, I'm talking to you now, but I'm ignoring me, but the camera. Like this is my problem. All right, I forgot. It's you and me and everybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So guys. people are here. Okay. So, Mercedes, <laughs> are you watching? Are you looking? I'm watching. I'm watching. Oh. Split the screen for me so I know she's watching me. All right, so <laughs> she's in another studio over here. See, I got to keep an eye on things. So, what I think is going to happen is Tucker says, when you get the extreme environmentalism, Profiling. Stop making him look like a moderate. He's a, he's a late-term abortion advocate, wacky environmentalist. And yeah, he's got some environmental things right, but his position is whack. Extreme. Extreme. On almost every issue that's important to you as a, as a uh, MAGA person, he's going, you're going to see that his, his liberal ideology is like Obama when he ran. Same thing. It's just that he's going to pivot and dress it up because he's got the intelligence uh, and, the, and, the, and the sincerity to connect with unthinking voters until he's framed. Mm -hmm. And he will be framed. He'll be framed in such a way that I don't think it's going to be a problem any more than Manchin is going to be a threat uh, either. But I do, I do agree with you. I don't think... My problem is if Trump wins by some miraculous intervention and extension of grace to America... That's when the tough decisions that nobody's made about the 35 or $36 trillion of debt, that's when you run into the riot machine, the, the deep state, 
And, but I do think the American people, the people that will put him in office, are fed up mm. with the game they played. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe that there never has been. There never has been a commission to go back on the Mueller investigation, the Russia investigation, to go back and say this was a central intelligence operation to rob the American people of a president by trying to frame him in a crime he didn't commit to delegitimize the election that the American people gave because the elites in the intelligence community in the Democratic Party and in the deep state Republican Party think they know better than you, and that's why they're dangerous. That's why there must be a populist backlash. The people have got to have muscle as well as mass in order to jerk the slack out of this imbalance, or our days as a free people is over, one election away from losing it all anyway. And if I seem a little worked up, well, I'm trying to maintain a spirit of buoyancy in the midst of all this. That's why uh, I sing songs. I sing songs to myself. I sing songs. Today I was singing. <laughs> have you ever heard the song, Yes, We Have No Bananas? I, uh, I find some songs that go harken back to a day in America uh, and, sir, and I'll have to play them for you. Matter of fact, I think we'll end, we'll end our segment today on our final segment. This isn't our final one. We have one more. Mm -hmm. But I want to end it with Yes, Two We more. Have No Bananas because uh, these are these songs that uh, you need to sing when your country is bananas. We got one minute left of this segment. I want to segue into a brilliant PR move by Elon Musk who is taking on Media Matters. Talk or speak of the devil. Do you know that the, the machinery... That took that takes down like Laura Ingram has to struggle for her life every two or three years. Hannity has to struggle for his life every two or three years. Rush Limbaugh was almost put out of business, and they took Mike Lindell out. If it wasn't for podcasters like us and War Room and places, Mike would be out of business, bankrupted. By what? Well, Media Matters is the organization that controls that redundant media narrative that you always hear the talking points of everybody saying is their message control. And then, they, and then what they've also got is they've got a machinery in there, like a, like a piranha room, where they will target all the advertisers that are advertising with you. Right away, they wanted to take out Musk, because Elon Musk, by seizing Twitter, he took away the deep state intelligence community tool that they had to frame narratives. They had to destroy Musk, and so they went after him, but Musk is so smart, he's got the data to expose Media Matters, and he's taken them to court. Well, that's all the time we have for a show today, Mercedes. I can't believe the time is just going so fast, but listen, the holiday is here. I want you to remember this. No matter what goes on within the cycle of history down here, you can always rise above it, and that's the beauty of hope, that's the beauty of life in the spirit. You aren't under the circumstance, you're actually over the circumstance looking down at it. And we're going to be looking at uh, new things tomorrow, and we invite you back to the show. God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll see you again on our next broadcast. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. 
Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Lance to save big on all of Mike's best products. That's promo code Lance. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends. Because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.